Hello again, everybody. Welcome to day two of my little January experiment. So I am back in the city, gone from the suburbs, gone from my parents. It's an interesting sensation. It's very liberating to be back to my independent self, but it's also very quiet here. <laughs> I mean, I have my cats, but it's... There's something to say about the motion of a house, a motion of people around you kind of living their own individual lives, but it, all, it kind of inspires you to get active and do things. But when you're living alone, it's really, uh, it's really up to you to really <laughs> make the steps to really do anything during the day. So it, it feels very quiet. It feels a bit lonely, but I don't feel lonely. It just feels a little, a little empty. So we are in the second day of the new year. Exciting times. It's, it's a really nice day out. I think I'm going to go for a walk. Um, it's nice to get some fresh air. My, I, my apartment is so hot compared to my parents' house. And I walk in, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweating in here. I had to open my balcony door and let some fresh air in. My cats are adjusting to be back in, in the apartment. The first thing they did, they went under the bed. I get so emotional every time. I have to put my cats in the cat carrier because they just howl and it just breaks my heart. <laughs> but they survived. Everyone is okay. Hmm. So I, I think I just want to still just talk about... Um, I guess things that have helped me with my anxieties. And it always blows my mind how everything is really all related. And that's actually very helpful because if you just work on one thing, other things kind of start to fall into place. One thing that has really helped my anxiety is putting in the work. What I mean by that is, for example, um, my new job. Um, I had to learn a lot of new kind of things, <laughs> new skills and new, I had to review basically pediatric emergency medicine and a lot of things. And I was anxious going in, but I actually did the work and I did the readings and I put in the work for the math skills that you have to do when calculating drips and things like that. And, but it's not, it's not just simple like, oh, you need to learn something, put in the work. Because for me to actually have bit to put in the work, it means I was in a good enough place to be able to focus on something. And I've mentioned it before, like I used to not be able to focus at all. I couldn't even read a paragraph of a textbook because my mind was in so many places that 
you can't focus with what's in front of you. And it actually initiates this state of panic because you're, you're there trying to be with the moment and trying to read whatever you have to read. And you're like, I have to focus on this. And then you try and then you start thinking about all the other things that are just kind of making you go insane right now in this moment. And it's very overwhelming and it would put me in a state of like dissociation and panic and and I felt crazy because I'm like, why can't I even just read a paragraph of something? I would go to a cafe. I would have my textbooks. I would be like, okay, I'm having a, like a coffee. I'm doing this. I'm in a good place. And then I would, I would run out of the cafe. I would feel like I was about to have a panic attack. And so it's kind of this, this circle because, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to be prepared. But to be prepared, I have to do the work and I want to be prepared because I don't want to be anxious at work but to be able to be prepared I have to be not anxious to be able to do the readings <laughs> so it's a bit of this crazy circle but as I have said time and time again what I have learned is um, really realizing that I have the right to determine my kind of timetable and what I need in my day. And it seems so simple, but I realized that every single moment of my day was on this imaginary per other person's agenda of expectations of me. And I always felt like I was walking on eggshells for no real reason. And I always thought that I was in trouble, <laughs> but with who, I don't know. But like, I, I wouldn't give myself enough time to eat or shower properly or like I would give myself enough time to shower, but then, oh, I didn't have enough time to blow dry my hair or I would never do makeup or I would never do like pick out an outfit that I liked and I read a post from a friend of mine recently and it said the lines that something that she's learned this year and that self-care is not vanity and that really resonated with me because that is a lesson that has taken me <laughs> 27 years to learn because I thought there was this little voice in my head say like telling me that if I was taking time to do my makeup if I was taking time to do my hair nice if I was taking time to make myself a nice breakfast I was being like vain and I was being annoying and I was taking too long to get ready and I felt like I was taking up too much space in the world and it makes me so sad <laughs> that I felt that way and I still it's still my initial reaction a lot of the time and it's something that I I see it but it's okay we're not gonna uh, the things that bother us like the, those types of things they're not gonna just suddenly go away but you're gonna just understand it and you're gonna understand that feeling that comes over you and you can say oh yes this is what I feel sometimes 
but I don't have to be a slave to that feeling. You could say, okay, hello feeling. I'm just not going to continue on with this feeling that you want me to feel, and I'm going to give myself enough time to brush my hair. And so it's the same thing with studying and or um, any, any task, any chore that you could have. You are allowed to give yourself enough time to do that task. Like for me, I'd be like, oh, I have a, I have a day off. Oh, I really want to clean my apartment. But then I would replace myself because I thought that I really didn't want to clean my apartment because I'm like, oh, I have a right to have a social life. I don't want to clean my apartment. But deep down, I actually, my priority of what I wanted was that I wanted to be in a space that I was comfortable in and a space that was clean and a space that kind of reflects myself. So really my priority and my need in that moment was to clean my apartment. And it wasn't, it shouldn't be this negative chore. It's just, oh, this is important to me. I want a clean apartment. And it actually takes way less time than you think because you also don't have to perfect it. You just have to clean it to the level that makes you feel at peace. And so when I started kind of getting into these routines of tidying up my apartment for me, it suddenly stopped being a chore. And so that was another huge lesson that I've learned that it's you're you don't have to rebel against yourself for things that you think you're not supposed to. You think that you're entitled to not have to do them. But really, it's not a chore. Like, a chore doesn't have to be a chore. You are giving, you're feeding your soul and you're feeding yourself. You're doing self-care to be able to lay out your day, to lay out your life, and to be able to live the type of life that you want to live. Some days it might not be a priority for you to clean your apartment. And you might feel, oh, you know what, today it's okay that I haven't done my laundry and I'm okay with that. Today what would be important for me is just that I don't have any dishes um, and that I cleaned the cat litter. But, you know, I really feel right now that I need to see my friends, so I'm going to go and do that. And that goes back to the thing that I so strongly believe in of just listening to yourself and really, really listening to yourself and not the other voices that you think are yourself, but are just things you might have heard from your parents one time or overheard from your friends or things like that. And and which is all tied in with guilt of what you think you're supposed to be doing. You're this judgment of other people being like, oh, you're not being a good adult because you didn't clean your apartment before going out. <laughs> it's like, who cares? You are living your life and it is literally no one's business what you do. It's no one's business how clean your apartment is. It's no one's business what shows you watch on Netflix. It's no, no one's business what you want to do with your time, what food you eat. It's... 
when you realize it's actually no one's business and truly believe it because you can you can you could kind of like understand oh yeah i've it shouldn't be anyone's business but what you feel is still that oh i'm a slave to the judgment of others and you do really care what other people think and it's exhausting it's so exhausting being a slave to what you think others judgments other people's judgments might be of you but they do not know you to the level that you ever possibly could you know yourself deeper than anyone could possibly know you and it's up to you to build that relationship with yourself because no one else is going to do that for you and you need that for yourself you need to be there for yourself it is the most important relationship you will ever have so yes i i really feel it has been such an epiphany for me giving myself the amount of time that i need to do certain tasks and and one thing that maybe is relatable to to you is i think i used to rush through tasks because i was so exhausted that i thought that if i would just stop for a second that i wouldn't get anything done and i i wasn't doing my chores or my tasks or my studying in a calm manner like i was putting in the quote unquote time to do the task but not emotionally like i wasn't present in the moment doing the chore i i was just trying to rush through it blindly try to pretend i wasn't really doing this task just to get it over with and then oh after the t- after this chore i'll be able to live my life the life that i want to live but then you would put all this energy into trying to pretend you're not doing this chore and rush through it and then be utterly exhausted afterwards and then not even do something important afterwards that's important to you but like when you take a breath and you say oh okay i'm going to i'm going to fold my laundry right now and actually fold your laundry and do it because that's what you have chosen to do in that moment and you're like okay i i've accepted that i am in this moment folding laundry and i have given myself the time to do so and i have enough time to still live my life after doing this laundry and i think for me there was just such a fear of being exhausted after any chore which the exhaustion is real especially with anxiety or feeling depressed and it's so real the exhaustion is real and so you don't want to spend the only energy you have in the day doing chores because it's just so sad it makes it used to make me so sad i'm like i have no energy to do anything and the only energy i had was just trying to survive and trying to do groceries so i could eat and trying to do laundry so i had clean clothes like it's like this feeling of drowning and and just constantly being in survival mode 
And I still feel like that often, but I've had, like, I have more and more really good days. So when you start having good days, you realize, oh, okay, I'm going to have good days. Good days are coming and I don't have to be so afraid. But when you're in the pit of it and you're spiraling and you have no energy and you just feel like dissociated and in pain and just tightness in your chest. Anything I'm saying like right now of like the lessons learned and things that you should do, like those aren't going to help because when you're so far in it, it's, I don't know. And I, I, when I'm in a state right now of feeling okay, I still don't know what to tell myself when I'm in feeling despair because it's such a psychological shift and it, I feel insane when it's happening because I'm like, wait, but five minutes ago, I, everything made sense. But then why right now is nothing making sense? And why do I just feel this way? Like there's, there's no way to really explain it other than just like, I don't feel good. Like there's nothing that I could do that makes me feel good. I could do all my chores and get that done, but without even feeling um, productive, like without even feeling success that I did my chores, I would just still feel uh, horrible. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. Like I would just feel like a fraud. I would feel like, oh, I did my chores, but I didn't really do my chores. <laughs> I'm not really an adult. I'm not really a human being. I have no right to be here. And you just feel like every relationship that you have is not authentic. You feel like everyone doesn't like you. You feel like everyone just sees your faults and that they're just kind of in like neon lights all around you. And it's, ugh, I just, it's just so miserable. And I want to tell you, it's all going to be okay and it's going to pass, but I don't believe that when I'm in it. (laughs) So I don't expect you to believe that. I think the thing that's really saved me from um, really that being my everyday for the rest of my life has has been therapy, to be honest, um, because therapy gave me the tools to realize what was going on. And obviously, I put in the work. I've put in a lot of work, but I wouldn't have been able to know what work to put in without therapy. And I... And it has to be kind of this consistent weekly therapy. And if I look from when I started therapy to now, I am a completely different person. Even from when I started this podcast to now, I am—I have come so far in my mental health. And 
I realize that everybody has this, this capability to live the life they want to lead. But it's not just like one day it's going to switch and one day your depression and your anxiety is going to go away. And I... Also something to say about medication. I personally have never been on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. I'm not against them by any means, but I do believe strongly that it is not um, a solution. I think that you need to pair that with therapy because at least in my case, what triggered my anxiety and depression is not necessarily situational in a sense because not everyone in the same situation is going to react the way I react. I reacted a certain way because of the patterns that I have established throughout the years and the coping mechanisms that I've used and the way my mind thinks and my understanding and really did, and, and guilt and, and all these things that I didn't realize I was doing and I didn't realize I had so much control over my life. I did not know that. And the only way that I was able to determine that was through guidance, through therapy. And it's really, I, I, I some people are still very skeptical about therapy. Um, and definitely you have to find the right therapist for you. But I, I believe that pretty much everyone should go to therapy because we are living in such a society that is broken <laughs> where look if you just look at movies just how people communicate to each other in movies it is so unhealthy and it's full of assumption it's full of resentment and anger and guilt and not communicating properly and and those are like movies influence us a lot and different generations especially and if you look back at the generations of our parents and things like that there's so much that's happened in the last 50 years and a lot of very traumatic things and that reflects through our culture and and it reflects to our children and it's okay that we aren't perfect it's okay that our parents weren't perfect but we have a very great tool, which is, which is therapy, which is what I believe in. And on top of that, I really believe in finding your own balance through maybe meditation or kind of like rituals, um, establishing a meaningful routine for you and that's kind of on the lines of spirituality I'd say and kind of deciding what you believe for you and what feels important to you and I feel like that kind of gives hope towards I don't know how to explain it but spirituality can mean really anything <laughs> that you feel you want it to mean for you. And I think it's important to establish what that means for you on your own terms.
Okay. I'm going to let it, I'm going to finish off the podcast episode here. Um, I guess I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow. I hope that um, your day is filled with inspiration. If it's a nice day out, go maybe go for a walk. Even if it's rainy, actually. I love rain. I love storms. I even like the cold. I find that it calms my mind. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day.